Welcome to the Modern Spiritual Power Couple Podcast. I'm Dr. Brenda Brummond, an entrepreneur, doctor, mindset coach, and self-help junkie. I'm super passionate about helping women get out of their own way and stop the mental self-sabotage to step into their soul's purpose and create miracles in every area of their life. And I'm Dr. Dennis Brummond, a men's performance coach, doctor of chiropractic, and a major critical thinker. I'm obsessed with helping men navigate life's challenges to master their mindset, improve their emotional intelligence, and find a greater purpose. We created this podcast to help men and women whose relationships have gotten stale, stuck, and distant, who crave something brand new, a whole new way of elevating themselves and their relationship. We'll share how we went from rock bottom with cheating, lies, and addictions to learn how to forgive and grow on all levels, physically, mentally, and emotionally, to become a modern spiritual power couple. Let us take you somewhere new, somewhere you've never even been before. We believe there's greatness inside each and every one of us, and together we can be unstoppable. Hello and welcome back. We're so excited to have you join us here today. And our goal again is to help you have the most amazing relationship you could possibly think of creating for yourself. And who doesn't want that, right? We don't want the traditional. We don't want the uh, old standards, maybe as a word for it. We don't want the usual would probably be a better word. What if you were able to create the most amazing relationship better than you can even imagine. So that's what we're here again today to help you with. And there is one particular formula that we want to share with you today. And it has been a pillar, a tool, just a foundational principle that we have used in our own lives. It's in our program. And we will share more details here about our mindset program that we will have available for sale for any of you interested. But what does it take to have a really good relationship? Right? The universal question. What is it? What does it take? Yeah. So one of the uh, tips that we use, I call it success tip number three. And we use all of these tools so you can remember them. Similar to like why people like to have an app or the new technology that we use today has been, uh, how do I recall that? How do I remember that when it's in time of need, especially when we're stressed out and we're like trying to think of a, a stressful situation and what tools do I have? Number three for us, for success principle number three anyway, we use like a three-legged stool is a way you can remember this um, principle, this tool, etc. And it's very powerful for relationships. Remember, my wife and I are always talking about one of the things you always want to remember if you want to improve your relationship is so many people are always thinking about um, how do I fix her or what's wrong with her? How do I what's wrong that she's not doing right or him? The girl's thinking, how do I fix him or improve him? He's not acting the way I like or he doesn't do something that I like. And my wife and I definitely have learned, especially um, many of you that have been through a few relationships, sometimes when we're younger. 
that doesn't make as much sense, but we really want to focus on working on yourself, right? That doesn't mean that the other person is, is perfect, et cetera, and you're always doing that, but that we have found really, if you want to make a relationship so much better and stronger is when you start to realize, oh, there's things I could work on on myself. Hard for some of us men out there to base that fact, but it is true, guys. We always have things we can improve upon, right? And we all want to elevate our lives and improve that. And all of us would love to have a great relationship. And many of us, right, we have been through how many of those relationships and felt like, well, that failed again, that failed again. How often is it that we finally realize, at least for me, it was that what if I'm the common denominator? You know, why have so many relationships not worked out? And when do we finally mature enough to say, hey, I got to look at me. I just heard a really uh, uh, powerful mentor of mine who was being interviewed by someone from one of the big news stations. And she was behind the scenes kind of talking to him about she was really having a hard time finding someone and meeting them. And he said he was so burnt out and doing so many interviews, et cetera, that he finally just was like, I just had enough. And he looked at her and said, you know, how about looking at it like this? Would you date you? <laughs> and uh, he said he didn't even realize as he had said it himself, but he thought, what a great question. Would you date you? <laughs> and uh, I think for all of us, it's a stop and think, would I date me? In other words, what things could I improve upon that like, what do you want to find in someone else? I want someone who's kind, someone who dresses nice, takes care of themselves, respects other, you know, you could go through that list and then look and think, do I do that? Do I do all of those things? And so that was one of the most powerful things I had heard. So we're back to working on ourselves and we wanted to give you one of those tips that we use. Yeah. And I just worked on this with a client of mine the other day. You know, a lot of the women who come to me are just struggling in their life in one area or another. And I always work on the mind level because that's where so much change can take place. I always say when you clear the mind, you free the soul. We don't even know what your soul wants because your mind is so busy analyzing, complaining, criticizing, condemning, you know, what's wrong with him? How can I fix it? All these other things or her. And one of my coaching clients the other day, I use this exact same thing. Um, she is married in a relationship, but it's just not where she wants it to be. And in every other relationship at this point, she would have bailed. And she would have been, you know, when it gets hard, I'm out of there. And why that is, is because now you've bumped up against that level of you that doesn't know where to go from there. You get scared. You feel threatened. You don't know how to handle things. And so the ego, again, that negative voice in our head, that inner critic that is always, you know, bossing us around, its motive of operation for a lot of people when it, they get in that situation is flee or run or get the heck out of here because it doesn't want to get found out about. It does not want you to heal yourself, to heal your relationship, to take it to another level, like that cool level Dennis and I will talk a lot about. And I, this came up with her when I said, you know what? And again, she's married, but she wants to create something brand new for herself. And I said, what have you always wanted in a partner? 
And she listed all these really cool things. I want him to support me no matter what. I want him to be my best friend. I want to be, to feel like he's got my back. I want to feel like our passion is unbelievable. I want to feel like um, he is the person that I want to wake up with in the morning and go to bed with at night and that he understands me and this, he spends time with me and all of these other things. And I said to her at the end of this conversation, I said, okay, what if you substituted, I want him to support me? What if you said, I want me to have my back? I want me to support me. I want me not to judge me. And it just like I could tell her face lit up. It's like, that's the level of work we need to do. And, and that's what you want to bring yes. to the relationship. It's not a selfish thing. Right. And it, it's, it's just a selfless thing. Totally. And we even had that conversation. So that will probably be an upcoming podcast because that, that comes up a lot in relationships. What's selfish and what's selfless, right. especially in the world of spirit and the world of emotional and mental growth. And so my point being is I get when you're in the heat of the struggle in a relationship, like let's say you were just cheated on, you just found out your husband or wife had cheated on you. That's difficult. That's like, there's a whole nother level to that. But I know a lot of you listening to this are just feeling like the relationship is stale or kind of like it needs a new fire lit under it. And you know, there's more there. You just don't know where to start. And so this very much so goes back to, you have to start working on you because great case scenario, worst case scenario, medium scenario, at the end of the day, you always have you, no matter what. And I think for men, we've brought this up before, or if I haven't, remember when you're in a relationship, there is this energy field. Um, I use this a lot of times where I say men love to compete, are very competitive, we talk about, but you better know who you're competing against. And you're competing against, I call it a mindset or the old, again, that old part of the male or female, the reptilian brain, there's a part of you that wants to separate. And so many of you, haven't you noticed it feels like sometimes you want to connect with that other person, mm -hmm. but there's this energy field that's like pulling you apart. Yeah. And so with men, I tell them, okay, you want to find a, you like to compete, huh? I'll give you a competitor. There is a mindset. There's an energy that's trying to keep you and your wife apart. And it will use in your body. Remember that inner dialogue, the egoic mind. I'm right. She's wrong. And it, it is strong. And if you can become aware of, ooh, there's this energy field that's trying to pull us apart. Okay, now we've got a fair fight, guys, right? Like, that's exactly what you were just talking about, what Brenda was saying, that inner critic. And if you can become aware of that, okay, this is a game changer. Because for men, we can say, okay, now it's me working on that old reptilian brain that wants to try to separate us. And you can put your uh, foot down or make a stand and say, not this time, ego, you're not, you know, hate is not going to separate us, not anymore. And that's when you realize, you know, ladies or men, you know, she's not your enemy or he's not your enemy. The enemy is within that negative mindset that. Is so critical of ourselves and, and very judgmental of the other person. And that's when you really have a relationship when you're on that same team. And my wife was just the other day, yesterday, or was it the day before 
I was in a funk, just could tell it was like, okay, my own mindset was just really rough on me. And we were talking about how nice it is for me when we know, okay, that egoic mind has got me in a bad spot. And Brenda just could see, okay, I'm off a little bit. He just needs some space. I just need to let him work through some things. And it's so nice when you have a partner. Again, if you both can see, okay, now we know what that energy field is that's trying to separate us and we can support each other instead of attack each other when someone's down like oh they either need some time or we can talk about it and it's helped brenda and i immensely to understand those differences we use this example from in there's two thought systems that you get to choose from in the universe i know it sounds very simplistic but if you think about it it is very simplistic it's like there's a thought system out there that's trying to divide and conquer And there's a thought system out there that wants to unite and strengthen. And the more you're aware of that, the more powerful and better it becomes. Yeah. And you can just take note, just stop and think, okay, is this thought, is this action I'm going to do going to separate us and make us feel further apart from each other? Or is this something that's going to unite us? So let's go back to for a second, um, this last Sunday when Dennis, I could just tell, I think you were good earlier in the day, but you know, we all have these challenges and he hit a, hit a certain point in the day where I could just tell, we call it going unconscious, where you're not connected to your divine nature, to your soul, to the universe, to that oneness. You're a little lost. It's like you're in that limbo land and the ego is coming in and it found a trigger. It found a weakness in you and it said or or did something that you reacted to and now you're in a funk. You're in a bad mood. You're in a bad state. You're crabby, whatever you want to call it. And In those times, so this is such a good point for many of you out there, especially when you can both sit down and as you listen to these podcasts even and say, okay, we want to help each other grow. We're here to support each other. I'm here in the best interests of Dennis and Dennis is here in the best interests of me as individuals first and then as a couple. So if Dennis isn't able to support me in that moment? Can I support him? When I saw him that afternoon, just struggling, and you can just tell, you know, they'll disconnect, they'll get quiet, they're not their normal, like uplifting self, just whatever may show up in your partner. I have very often in the past, when I feel that way, my ego gets triggered and I'll think, what's wrong with you? Why are you crabby? What are you doing? Like, you're not talking to me. You're making me feel bad. You're And so, again, what does the ego do? Me, 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 from a selfish standpoint. Why can't you? Let's go do something today. What are we going to do? Well, look at you. You're not talking. You're not helping with the kids. You're not helping me clean. So I have done that before, fallen into the tricks of the ego within me. And what is that doing to Dennis? One, it's attacking and separating us further because he is already struggling in his own mind. So he doesn't need me to add to the attack. That's kind of like reminds me of kicking someone when they're down. And we often say, whoever is the most sane in the relationship at that time, I have, we've, we've had days, those are doozies when you both are really off. You know, you're just stuck in your stressed out worry mindset and the other one is and you're trying to take care of the kids and who's going to make dinner and the house is a mess and just 
whoever is the most sane person at the time, if they can help step in and support the other person. And it very often, when you set some of these ground rules for your relationship, when you know, here, I'm not here to attack the other person. I'm here to help them have the most amazing life and vice versa. They're not here to attack me. So if we see each other down and out, there's been very often where I'm home with the kids, Dennis comes home from the clinic and I'm just in an off mindset and he comes home and he starts making dinner for the kids and doesn't even think twice about it. He comes home, let's say it's 5.30, no food is made. The kids are probably hungry. I may be sitting reading or just in my own mind. And he's like, well, food needs to be made. Let's make the food. And we're not saying this is going to be easy uh, at all <laughs> for so many of these things. And people are like, oh, yeah, easy to be easier said than done. It, it is a challenge. But it's, you know, if you can make a breakthrough with that um, for the guys or girls, you, you'll feel the power of like, hey, we just did something different. So that's Brenda and I's challenge to you guys out there. Uh, if you want to take that you know, relationship up, see if you can catch yourself once or twice. And it's, there's some power in that. And the reward on the other side you know, of getting to those points, it's so worth it you know, to, to get past that and see, oh, I just stepped up there. I did something really cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because Dennis just said that. I think it was yesterday morning. You had said, you know, I just wanted to tell you thanks for not attacking me when you knew that I was just off and not feeling like myself. And of course, in my mind, I was like, well, of course. And then I realized, well, yeah, it's been good conditioning for me to realize that because some of my old programming was, you know, when I was young and I had young parents who were doing the best that they could. And, you know, when they would party with their friends on weekends and drink alcohol and get drunk. And I, as a child would look at them and there was a point where I felt like, okay, they're drunk. Meaning that's not really like my normal mom or dad I would talk to. And we're not and judging. Angry. Yeah, too. absolutely. These were I'm not youngest, judging. You know, youngest parents and so many people and they had their own struggles at the time yeah, too. And I mean, to I through. love them to death and but, we have a great relationship, but just yeah. my point in bringing this up is, you know, the ego lives in the past. So when I used to have more problems dealing with, let, let's say Dennis, when he wasn't like, you know, super on supportive, ready to take care of me, I used to have more issues with like that like that thinking, great, now you're crabby. Now here I sit by myself. Now I guess I got to figure out things on my own. And I, it took some work for me to realize I felt a little abandoned. Like there was that abandonment feeling I felt as a child when like my parents would drink or get drunk and you know, all of a sudden it feels like they're gone or they're not there. Like their truest, best self isn't there anymore. So it's always good to just, you know, with my clients, I always look for connections there because it's, it helps you understand yourself so much. And I definitely don't like to live in the past, you know, in A Course in Miracles, it says specifically, the past is gone. It can hurt me no more. Take your blessings from the past, right? but definitely don't sit. And again, that's the ego's grounds to make you feel guilty and bad about the past. And isn't this the cool new model? You know, it's the new model that we're going to be talking about all the time of. Model of thinking. Right. With my um, coworker at the uh, chiropractic office too, where we talk about that. Like the new model is that you see when someone else is struggling. 
you're not frustrated with them. You see, oh, you're having that battle in your head today. Okay, let me give you some space. Maybe I can help you. In other words, our society, we would start to see that that's what's going on. It would be so much clearer to us. Oh, they're in fear or they're stuck in the old reptilian brain. And in that model, we would have more compassion for each other as a couple or other people in our society where that new model would be, you know, so much more empowering for everyone. Yeah. And I've even been stuck in that, Dennis, where you have come over and this is definitely an art where you see where that other person is at in their struggles. And I've had you come over and say, is there anything I can do? Meaning, you know, is there anything I can say? Do you want to talk about this? And if the other person just shakes their head, no, then, you know, okay, just give them space. Dennis will often say, okay, go upstairs, go take a bath you know, go for a walk or run to the store or just something because getting out of your environment when you're stuck in that negative thinking, sometimes it's just like, what do I do? Calgon, take me away. Changing your environment, getting outside, going for a walk, exercise, exercise, exercise will shift you out of that. Yeah. Again, we're back to that thing for us men out there, you know, guys is when you can, you know, you start to feel a little bit better about yourself. You know, and that's where, again, part of what we teach is, you know, doing something to work out, um, working on your business, working on some success principles. That's a big part of it for men where they feel a little bit better about yourself. Right. That's when then you can make some of those better steps towards your wife, your significant other, et cetera. And um, that's where you, you know, that's where you grow in your power. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the modern self-actualized man. Whereas Brenda says, you know, the modern self-actualized woman, you know, you, you get into that power position, um, an inner power, and it's, it's so much cooler than what we're typically used to. Yeah. And the definition of that, again, is a man or woman who knows how to cultivate their own happiness. They're not waiting for somebody else to show them their worth, to make them feel good, to make them feel happy. They know how to cultivate it within them own their them their own selves, and they feel so much powerful in that position. And they absolutely know they're not better than anyone else, right. but they're absolutely not worse than anyone else. Right. The two traits, and I love where it says the world then can't take your power from you anymore. Is what you're really working on, and that's that inner happiness or the inner joy that we're all really, you know, after or interested in. Yeah, totally. And so this is a reminder for you today. You know, we'll try to keep this one a little short for you, but it's a reminder for you. Well, and we want to touch on the stool. We okay. want to touch on those three legs that the whole talk we've been talking about here for the relationships was back to the stool. And one of the most powerful principles, tools, et cetera, was that three-legged stool is the symbol. So you think of three legs, it takes three legs to stand on any great relationship. And you can use this in any relationship. I just was using it with a client the other day, but it could be a coworker, your kids, your spouse, someone your at work, a business deal. I had another gentleman in the other morning who said, I've got a really tough phone call I have to make here in the next half an hour. And I said, tell me about it. And he was like, Oh, you want to know about my challenging phone call? And I said, yeah, let me see if I can help you with some of the tools we're using. And this is the exact one that came up and he talked about a stool and I said, okay, so the stool stands for ABC. So number three, the three-legged stool, it's as simple as ABC. And those letters are going to stand for 
words. The first one, A, is going to stand for affinity. And affinity is the amount that you have a connection with someone. Likeability is another great word for it. I heard this from a great um, coaching um, company. And B stands for belief. Though the more beliefs you share in common, okay, that's what belief is going to have. Like, And I love the word agreements, the more agreements you can find. And the C stands for communication. This is all part of our, um, you know, program that we talk about and, and have available. But it's your relationships are as easy as ABC or can be as easy as ABC. So affinity, belief, communication. And to work on this, you work it backwards. So you start with communication. There's no relationship, none with anyone without some communication, correct? Then the B is what your beliefs are. And the more you can find similar beliefs, the more the A or affinity goes up. So you find your communication with someone. You look for those beliefs or agreements if you can. And that's when the relationship, then the affinity goes up. The old saying that opposites attract is just not the case. Not to say sometimes people don't have something there that works out or can can work around it. But the typical thing that we don't realize is the the more you can find in agreement, the better the relationship is, right? So you can use this on any relationship and you have, so you have to start the communication. Say if Brenda and I were having some disagreement or let's use the example the guy had with the phone call coming in. He was working with a business partner and I said, okay, so you're going to have the phone call. The communication is going to be there for, for sure. They're going to talk about a big uh, argument they were having with something that wasn't getting done properly with his company. And I said, here's going to be the trick you're going to find because they're bumping heads with something. And I said, you're going to have to go bigger. So anytime you're running into a problem with the communication, your beliefs somewhere are bumping into each other. And I told him, you will have to back up. And as we explained it more and more, I said, you know, come with them and say, hey, okay, what do we both agree upon in this this situation? What can we find that we agree upon? And you may have to back up further. But if you're able to do that with this tool, you will, it will be magical because mm-hmm. it's worked so many times with so many times with so many of my patients that they've been able to solve so many different situations where they have the communication, they're on the phone, they're talking with someone and they learn, oh wait, okay, this is one of the tools. Okay. Beliefs. I've got to find something that we agree upon. And as soon as you find that agreement that you both agree on something, now you just got rid of that egoic mind. You got rid of that thing that's trying to disturb the situation so you can find, okay, we both agree on that. Now let's break this down. Now, if you're talking with your kids or a teenager or something like that, we've used the example of you have to sometimes just give your situation. You're having a communication with them. Maybe you're arguing with someone. We've used the example of a teenager comes home and says something. And you can't, if you just right away tell them, don't, oh, don't think that. Don't say that. That's not nice. You have to come from their world. Enter their world. Remember when you were 13 or when you were 15 or whatever you age and you say, you know, when I was your age, I was, I saw, I thought the same darn thing. And you know what happened to me with my dad? And all of a sudden you just found some agreement and you just entered into a, a conversation. They will start to listen to you when you can find some agreement with people, they will start to listen to you. And then you can start the conversation and you can start to trace it back. And watch how the affinity, that likability, really starts to ramp up from there. Yeah, I used this with a, another client the other day. 
in her relationship with her husband. And it was really interesting because communication obviously is vital, is so important. Have you ever had those times where let's say you have an argument and then here comes a silent treatment for one from one or the other or both. And then no communication is happening with this formula of ABC or affinity, belief, communication. If one drops off, the other two automatically drop. So if there's no communication, how could there be affinity or likability? And how could there be similar beliefs? Because you're separated. And that is the goal of the ego. You know, when the silent treatment is happening, nothing good is happening. And the ego is winning or that evil negative voice in our heads that's trying to cause problems all the time for yourself and others. And so I get where there's times where you're just, you know, things are heated and you just need to separate and just have some time to cool Absolutely. off and think about Sometimes it. Sometimes it is. You just need some time. Yeah. So that's, that's totally understandable. But at some point then you have to decide, okay, we need some form of communication. Can I write them a note? Can I send an email? Can I text them? How can I open up the line of communication? If I'm not ready to talk yet, fine. Let's text or email or something like that. Leave them a note. And then what do we agree upon? I use this so often to, because when you sit down, let's say with your husband, as I'm speaking from a female perspective, when you're disagreeing on something, you can say, okay, wait a minute here. Our goal is to have a really cool relationship, cooler than maybe any relationship out there, cooler than definitely you and I have known. So, right, we want to have a really amazing relationship together. And it's hard for anyone to come back to that and say, oh, no, we don't. <laughs> no, that's not right. So, obviously, they'll be like, well, of course. Anytime you can agree on anything, like Dennis is saying, I'll use this as like the 30,000 foot airplane uh, view. It's like backing way up, way up. Like, okay, we don't agree on this level. Okay, back up another 10,000 feet. Okay, we don't agree on that level, back up. Mm -hmm. And you can always find something that you can both agree upon. But when you start by saying, remember though, we want a really, really cool relationship, something unbelievable and incredible. So how can we work on this? And you start just that conversation and you start listening from their point of view. What are they hearing? What are they making this conversation mean about them? And that's why you so often will hear me say, before you work on your relationship, you need to work on yourself. Because trying to fix the relationship when you yourself are not living your from your best, highest most authentic self is really hard for me to be able to look at Dennis the other day when he wasn't in his best state of mind and to just back off, give him space, do my thing. It's because I actually like who I am and I'm actually not looking for him to complete me, to make me happy. I can be more supportive of him when I feel more whole myself. And so that works so good in relationships of being able to step back, take some time, start communicating, start where you both agree, where can we agree, how can we agree on something? And then of course you're going to get along and you will feel the resistance drop between you 
you know, when you argue, oh my gosh, you know, you feel the tension. People can feel it in the room when you walk in. So this is a tool that has just worked tremendously on all different levels. Like Dennis said, with your kids, in your relationship. Oh yeah, finances, everything you can look at and find those things and, and, and lead back to find, wait, what do we agree upon? Right. And Even in intimacy, when things have come up where you're just like, gosh, we're like roommates, like we don't even connect anymore. Or you're just kind of like not feeling, you know, physically connected. You can just say, wait, OK, wait, like let's create something really new and amazing for our intimacy. And I know we've been disconnected lately. I know we haven't made time or space for each other. And again, this is not going to be easy. But what else are you going to do? It's time to be vulnerable and step up. Mm -hmm. And vulnerability is strength, you know. And again, <clears throat> I want Dennis to know that I have his back and vice versa. And so I want to feel like no matter what, like at my hardest of hard things or whatever my challenges are, I want to feel safe going to him. And who's going to be the first person to step up? That's another thing here mm. is like, you know, if the other one can't and I know like I've talked to women who, you know, would argue all day, every day about like, well, he's not this. He's not that. He's the problem. He doesn't treat me fair. But what if, again, that makes her the victim when she's saying he's the problem? What if she steps up and can make the first move and start the conversation? And, you know, we're not talking about two where it's uh, you become a punching bag. Either because again, remember, a modern self-actualized woman. Sometimes, you know, we've had there's situations where the guy really is a big problem, mm -hmm. right? Or someone has a, a drug addiction or something. You don't become the victim either. Sometimes when you love someone or you really care, you have to step away and walk away. So we don't mean that either. No. But what I think you're talking about is there's so many times when it could be us, right? We could make that first step you know, make that first connection, do something to, you know, bring that relationship back in alignment. And what's amazing is, again, at the end of the day, are you working on yourself? Are you taking care of yourself physically? Are you taking care of yourself mentally? Are you supporting yourself spiritually? Do you have a plan in place for those? Like Dennis and I say, you want to do something on all three of those levels every day. And of course, there's days where physically you may not be doing, you know, a lot of exercise or you may take a day off, but you, we need to feel like we're moving in the right direction. It's not about perfection. It's not about doing everything perfectly right. It's about being a little better or trying a little harder than you did the day before. And that goes such a long way. And oh my gosh, again, at the end of the day, let's say... The relationship ultimately does not work. Or let's say the relationship is kind of mediocre. Or let's say it does work and things work well. At the end of the day, you're still stuck with your own self. So when you work on yourself, it is just an absolute recipe for bettering your life, no matter what the outcome will be. And you're not doing it for the other person. You're doing it for yourself first. And then the benefits that other person will absolutely feel and receive. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say that, that if you're somebody out there and you're just like, so feel like you're so far off and you're really struggling, 
just see if you can take one step, do one thing, and whether that's something to work on your mindset or something physical to change that energy and let that carry you. It gives you a, a positive step in that direction. Yeah. And, you know, you can always reach out to us. We're brand new at the podcast thing. So I know there should be podcast notes. So reach out to me, to us or me at our email address or go to our website, my website. And we also, this personal development program that we have that dresses the body, the mind, the soul, you know, what do we think it really takes for a person to have a step-by-step guide that will lead you to becoming that modern self-actualized person? Mm-hmm. We will put a link to those comments too in the notes or always feel free to reach out to me on social media or through my email. Yeah. And so I was going to say, well, remember that we're all in this together. 